We begin in the United States where the race for the 2024 presidential election has entered its new phase. Nikki Haley, the former US ambassador to the United Nations, has thrown her hat in the ring to be the Republican nominee. Some people look at America and see vulnerability. The socialist left sees an opportunity to rewrite history. China and Russia are on the march. They all think we can be bullied, kicked around. You should know this about me. I don't put up with bullies. And when you kick back, it hurts them more if you're wearing heels. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. Wow, how about that line? If you're wearing heels. The former diplomat is now the first major challenger to Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. Whit Hairs is a Republican pollster and the president of North Star Opinion Research. And our guest this morning, Whit, welcome. Hey, Patricia, good to be with you. Nikki Haley was a very popular conservative governor of South Carolina and then took on the, the UN role on, uh, for the Trump administration. How is she viewed by Americans? Patricia, Nikki Haley is the popular former governor of an early primary state, which bears noting. Uh, she had some real leadership chops after Dylan Roof uh, killed a, a bunch of ladies in a church, and we had a Confederate flag controversy following that, which ended up with her leading the effort to take the Confederate flag down from the state house. Uh, she's one of the very few people who came out of the Trump administration with a better reputation than when she went in. Uh, she got some foreign policy experience at the United Nations. Uh, she comes from a very different demographic than most GOP presidential contenders. And she has good name recognition among GOP primary voters nationally. Three quarters of the likely GOP voters have heard of her. So she's got a lot to sell. She's got a good case to make for herself. Her run actually breaks a promise she made two years ago not to challenge her former boss, Donald Trump, for the Oval Office. So this is significant in and of itself. What's changed? I think what's changed is that Donald Trump looks significantly more vulnerable than he did two years ago uh, after the GOP's weak showing in the 2022 midterms, uh, thanks in large part to some of the weak candidates he foisted upon the party. Uh, he looks a lot more vulnerable. Now, he's still a force to be reckoned with, to be sure. Uh, and he has a hold on about 30 percent of likely Republican primary voters. Uh, but there is a maybe Trump group of people who would vote for him again if he were the nominee, but would really like to have a nominee who has less controversy and less baggage associated with him. And, and those are the people that Nikki Haley is campaigning for. The 51-year-old is marketing her run as a time for a new generation. Is she really part of a new generation? She's obviously already an established politician, but does she represent that new force? <laughs> well, at 51, she's substantially younger uh, than both Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump, and she can sell herself as the vanguard of a new generation. Uh, in many ways, her her uh, slogan is hearkening back to what Jack Kennedy used uh, back in the 1959-1960 race, where he talked about time for a new generation of leadership. 
Uh, so, yes, she can talk about a new generation of leadership when uh, the last two nominees were both well into their 70s. Uh, I think it's a good slogan. Is the Republican Party ready to elect a female presidential candidate? <laughs> well, we're going to find out, aren't we? We are. What do you think? Um, is, uh, how is, I mean, through the gender lens, and she really lent into that, didn't she, with her heels line? Uh, is she? She did? Yeah, she did. And obviously that's going to key difference that she represents. Is that something, do you think, the base is ready for? There are a lot of Republicans who think that we need to present a different face to America than just another old white guy. Uh, and she is a very strong conservative, uh, but as an Asian American woman, presents a very different picture of the Republican Party uh, than we have gotten used to in the past. So I, I think there are a number of Republicans who, if they found someone they could like and support, would be very open to supporting someone who is not an older white male. We've been hearing there, there's a long list of Republicans considering a run, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former Vice President Mike Pence. Why haven't more people announced their candidacy yet? Well, I think in the case of Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, he's waiting until he gets through the legislative session of his General Assembly in the spring uh, before announcing but I think a number of others are sort of holding back, waiting to see what develops with Donald Trump. Is he going to be indicted either in Atlanta for an effort to find 11,780 votes or as a result of the classified documents controversy or as a result of the January 6th insurrection? So a lot of people are just waiting to see how the field develops and what happens with Donald Trump before making a decision to jump in. Is Ron DeSantis seen as more electable, though, do you think? Um, how do you view Nikki Haley versus Ron DeSantis? How do you think that kind of might match up? Uh, Ron DeSantis has developed a very strong national reputation among Republicans. Uh, he is recognized by 95% of Republican primary voters nationally. Uh, he just won a thumping re-election in Florida. Uh, in many ways, Patricia, he's seen as Trump without the crazy. Uh, the guy who has a confrontational approach to the press, uh, but who appeals to a great many conservatives, but without all the baggage that Donald Trump carries, uh, he clearly is the number one challenger uh, to Donald Trump at this point, uh, should he announce. Donald Trump has slipped to his lowest point since he entered the scene almost eight years ago. Your research suggests, though, he still remains a formidable force. Why? He remains a formidable force because he has a hold on about 28 to 30 percent of the Republican primary electorate. In indeed, Patricia, in a three-way general election between Joe Biden as a Democrat, Ron DeSantis as a Republican, and Donald Trump as an independent, he still gets that 28 percent, which would split the Republican vote and put a Democrat in the White House if he decided to run as an independent should he not get the Republican nomination. So he is a formidable force, to be sure, uh, but a diminished force, especially compared to 2016. 
It's certainly shaping up to be a very interesting field. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Happy to join you. Widez is a Republican pollster and the president of North Star Opinion Research. And you're listening to ABCRN Breakfast. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app. Me again, podcasters. I hope you're enjoying our coverage of international affairs on RN Brecky. And if you're looking for more stories that put world events into context, then look for Between the Lines on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.